0: Raw truth, stories of female infidelity, may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or a psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly recommended. People's lives follow many different paths, with twists and turns and choices never planned nor expected. In life, temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness can lead a good person to a mistake that they just can't take back. When they are facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. In this podcast, you will hear stories of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello, and welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I have been in touch with many people through certain groups on Facebook, and as well as Quora, really been working in there, just trying to follow people and uh, let them know What the podcast is about, and I seem to be finding more of the men who have been cheated on versus women who have been unfaithful. Um, But you know, I'm here to help everybody um, regarding female infidelity. But I noticed that there was one point where I actually put up because with Quora, you have to pose things as a question, and then certain, um, what do they call them? It's not groups, but Ah, I'm drawing a blank, um, they're not pages either. Uh, it'll come to me, but in order to get it posted in these specific areas, it has to be approved, and it has to be kind of a question. And I have to be careful that I'm not trying to spam, the, or they think I'm trying to spam, or whatever. But one question that I put on was, would you listen to a podcast regarding female infidelity? It's no judgment, and it's always anonymous. Um, because I I know it sounds cheesy but I I wanted to be able to get people's attention and sometimes I have good words to use and some days I sound kind of dumb when I post my questions but some people said yeah why not other people said no and I'm going to judge and they would go on and as you guys know on this podcast I always say no judgment And in all honesty, it is very hard not to judge when you first hear about somebody doing something. You know, if you go and you're out to dinner with friends and they said, you know what, my aunt cheated on my uncle and now they're getting divorced, automatically you judge her. Or he cheated, you automatically judge him. And you don't even really think about it. You wanna side and be with your friends and I'm so sorry, you know, nobody asks, well, what was their marriage like you know how many years have they been married and had they been happy you know truthfully a lot of people really don't know because it's a private matter and it's not exactly something you usually talk about with people and having this show of course allows people to get their voice out to get it off their chest Um, the statistics are just going up and up and up with infidelity women cheat just about as much as men and even though psychology has said in articles and all these things that they're for the same reasons mainly no I still kind of disagree based on the information that I've received from my listeners Um, it typically starts with women not feeling that connected to their spouse like their spouse is so busy doing this that they forget to not fertilize. That sounds bad. But to nurture, you know, the love, the garden, you can't just, you know, plant a flower and leave it. You have to water it, you got to weed it, you got to take care of it. And it's vice versa. It's for both. We have to do that with our men, and men need to do that with the women. Um, And as I've been studying, and I've been working on my moving stuff so for you know we're getting ready to move two hours east from where we are right now and that's kind of taken precedent so I haven't finished my studies for my infidelity recovery but from what I've learned you know I mean there's seven different reasons for cheating and you know men they you know, from what I'm reading and from what people have said, because I don't do too many men stories of why they've cheated, but I have had people come across, and and on occasion I will accept a man story of why he cheated, um, because we don't listen to that so much. The majority of support is for women who have been cheated on, and that's great. That is important. It is just as important. It's just not what my focus is. It's on female infidelity, um, but working with these. You know through my studies and everything and having learned these different affairs the majority of them are men driven um there's sex addictions there's um there's one where it is he just has to prove that he's the man of things not necessarily addicted to sex but more of a i'm the man and i can do what i want kind of a thing you know, and then there's different lines of guilt and, and all of that. And I'll share that with you guys once I'm certified. And we'll actually be able to go take clients on and be able to help, hopefully, couples manage through recovering from infidelity. But a man had talked with me and actually asked me, well, not, you know, chatted, when you're doing all these stories for the podcast, doesn't it ever make you wonder what it's like to cheat? And I'm thinking, dude. <laughs> uh been there, done that, yeah, I know what it's like, and he didn't realize that he just thought I was more of a therapist type of a person, you know, doing this, and I said, no, I started this because of my own past, and uh he admitted that he cheats nonstop on his wife, and for him, it was the excitement factor it was the thrill, the chase and I understood and I understood what he meant with that because for me that was very much the reason I struggled with being attracted to my husband I didn't want to be physical with him and he was there for me emotionally but it started out just based on sex with somebody and eventually I let myself cave into other type of relationships emotional it turned physical and things like that so You know, it isn't very cut and dry, but I've just found that through the stories, the majority of the women seems to start with the emotional. Now, there are some stories out there where the women can't get anything physical from their husband due to whatever reason, and they go out strictly for the sex, but I don't have nearly as many as I do where it starts emotional. And in fact, today, uh, the new story for today from Renee is about lack of emotion and what she found herself searching for. I just realized I've been babbling here forever in a day, and you guys are probably ready for a story. But before we get started with her story, I have a couple of requests. Just a reminder, I'm always looking for interesting topics for Ponder, um, the Let's Ponder episode. So a couple of the stories that I'm, or episodes, not stories, that I'm working on is Cuckold. Now, a lot of people like to tell me that they are a cuckold. And as I did more research with it, I found the history of it and all of that, and I will share that on the episode, but a lot of men will say they're a cuckold, but really they're a nevoyerism. And I don't think they know the difference, and I could be wrong, but based on my research, cuckold truly is when the man is watching yes his wife have sex with somebody else but his wife is degrading him as she's having sex with this other man she is degrading him and that in itself makes me wonder how is that a turn-on but you know for some people that is what it is so if you found that you are in a cook relationship I or situation I want to know for both the woman the wife and the husband that's watching what it is about the situation that is a true turn on or you know what is it and it makes me wonder too of the psychology behind that So of course knowing me I'm like okay let's let's go back let's go backwards and find out why would this man want to be in a situation where his wife is having sex with somebody else and telling him how terrible he is in bed and how this guy is so much better than my husband and all these horrible horrible things but I'm not here to judge as you know I don't judge. Um, but I question to learn. And so if you are in a situation and you're listening, I want to know what it was that it, you know that brought you into the situation. How you ultimately, if you like it, if you don't like it, if you do it just because he wants you to, or you do it just because she wants you to. You know, I'm curious. It's always, with all of these ponders, they're always anonymous. I never use any names. Um, and the other one was threesomes that backfired. So let's say you decide the husband decides, "Hey, I want to see you with another woman and I want to be a threesome." Did it backfire? Did he ultimately cheat? Did she started cheating or did bring in another man and it's a threesome and it backfired? I have some interesting short stories for that that are going to be on the episode and I would love to learn a little bit more about what happened with you if it has. Um one that's really um kind of an interesting topic are uh that I've been working on is one night stand disasters. I have had some real interesting interesting stories that have come through, you know, but did you decide to you met somebody in a bar and went home with them and found out maybe they weren't who they said they were? Or when you got there something really weird and trippy happened and you got the hell out of there? You know, I've heard <laughs> Some interesting ones that have come through, and I'm excited to share that, but I would love to get a little bit more. So, email me if you have that experience. And then the final one, and I'm winding down, and I've been asking about this one for a while, is regarding stalking. Did you meet somebody, date them, maybe only went out once, and then they wouldn't leave you alone after that? They'd show up at your work, or they'd text nonstop, or they'd call you, or send you things. And how did you ultimately? Get it to stop, or we all make mistakes. Were you the one that did it? Did you meet somebody and really like them, and you really wanted to do everything you could to make it work, and they told you no, they weren't interested, but you still kept reaching out to them? Um, how, you know, how did how did you stop? What was it about that person, um, other than you felt heartbroken? you know, send me your story. I'm curious. And, you know, we've all done stupid shit. So don't be ashamed. Like I said, you'll always be anonymous. Um, And that's it. So if you have any of those four things that you'd like to send, you know, share, send them Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. And now that we got a bunch of housekeeping stuff out of the way, let's go ahead and get started with Renee's story. My parents were never married. They met in the military. My mother was discharged after my younger sister was born, and my father stayed in the military through retirement. Eventually, my parents both married different partners. My stepfather was very hard and abusive towards me, and my mother didn't really do much about it. I had an on and off again type of relationship with a gay boy starting from age 14 through about 19, which was the last time I saw him. He made me feel horrible, but I always felt like I was trying to seek his approval. Looking back, he was a large part in creating the basis of me chasing after unavailable men. I met S at a comedy show. The timing was perfect. During that year, I had ended up moving into an abusive man's apartment. Two weeks later, he kicked me out, and I stayed at various friends' places for months. I was also in school at the time, and had endured a sham of an engagement with a man I had met at a previous college, and it did not last long. Finally, I landed a room and a job, and became stable for the first time in a while. It took about three months until we became official. I had moved in with him and his family because the apartment I had stayed at needed to be renovated. The plan was temporary, but I ended up living with him for four years. He made me feel good, but sometimes I was always worried about thinking he thought I was with him because I needed a place to stay. I was also becoming frustrated by his seeming lack of initiative when it came to certain things. He wanted to do music, but as he came from an immigrant family, his family wanted him to do something more respectable. He suffered from depression, and I kept trying to push him into doing things that he wanted to do, but also sensible adult things. I really wanted to succeed. Three years into the relationship, I told him that I wasn't happy, hoping it would change things. It did not. I came across this guy, Jay. I met him in a Facebook group. I was curious about him, but not necessarily in a romantic, sexual way. I sent him a friend request and messaged him. We exchanged some messages and we ended up talking on the phone for three hours. He made me feel good, but I wasn't thinking about anything serious. He love-bombed me, and I felt like I had needed it at the time, because I was in an unhappy relationship. I ended up having an emotional affair, and he was initially fine with being the side piece, but then he wanted to be the actual boyfriend. I took a plane to meet him for the weekend. It was magical. Shortly after that, he claimed he wanted to marry me. I tried figuring out how to leave S. A few months later, I went to visit again, but I got caught because Jay tagged me in a photo and it showed up on S's timeline. I didn't speak with S for two weeks at that point. There were a few conversations that we had had that I wish we could have had sooner. We might have tried to make it work. I still stayed with Jay because I really wanted to make it work. He seemed to have or be everything S wasn't. In school, ambitious, had plans for where his life was heading and how he was going to include me in this plan. But the veneer didn't last long. He seemed a bit distant and uncaring when I visited him a second time. Things that didn't seem normal in a relationship didn't seem to faze him. For instance, he would obsessively talk about an ex-girlfriend, and when I finally snapped at him, he tried to make it seem like I was the weird one. Instead of apologizing for making me feel uncomfortable, he would try and still talk about her, but yet justify it. He even said I was making him feel uncomfortable. There were other red flags, but I was already invested, so I kept on until he was exposed as a predator online. He had been harassing dozens of women and men, sending unsolicited nudes, and asking for some in return. When exposed, he would claim he was autistic and didn't understand social cues. I had one last phone conversation with him where he told me that he had had other girlfriends while we were together and had even proposed to another girl because he wanted to feel things out. He claimed he would give me my things back and some money owed but he never did. I have not spoken to him since. Whatever feelings I had for him I immediately got rid of but it took me quite a long time to get over the pain. I spent months looking up everything narcissism entailed, and realized how much I had been a victim. I tell myself that I do not necessarily regret cheating on S because I was unhappy, but I still feel awful for hurting him. I felt disappointed that he didn't fight harder for me, or even our relationship. Not much effort on wanting to make me happy but isn't that the case with men sometimes? Meanwhile, I try to be the perfect girlfriend and know about his interests and learn more about him. I suppose it worked out in the end because he ended up going into comedy and found a girlfriend who's in comedy. We do not talk very often, but we're cordial, and when some more time has passed, I would like to become friends. Thank you so much Renee for sending that in and it just looks like you just haven't found the right one and it's okay for you to put your foot down and say wait a minute I am not going to put up with this BS this is what we need in a relationship this is what I want in a relationship and if you can't provide that for me I'm out of here and you know it's really sad you got duped by that dude on online and people people can just be cruel and online there are so many predators and I am so glad though that you were able to get away from it before it got worse and yes and I understand you were heartbroken um, because you were lied to betrayed you know that and with a predator that's Ugh, that's nobody has room in their life for that so I hope that eventually you and S can become friends that was even my goal when I cheated on my husband that eventually we could just be friends but it's better to not be and at least for, with my situation and hopefully, you know, you've been able to find somebody that... And you, and you pointed out that you tend to find them that are not available. Not necessarily with other people, but just emotionally unavailable. Or physically unavailable. Um, but hopefully, you will find somebody close that you can see, who you know. Um, and start slow. And just give it time to make sure that you aren't committing to too much before those red flags have shown, you know, really make them work for it and and prove to you about their own integrity and honesty and just know you deserve the best. And sometimes when we're emotionally deprived of love and support, we jump really fast. And I've been there, I understand. But I would say it's okay to just take it slow. And if they have a problem with it, then maybe they're not the right person. But put yourself first and make sure you've got your needs out there. That you want somebody to do this with and to do that with. Um, It's always going to be a bumpy road no matter what, I think, once you're in the relationship. But keep at it and you'll find the right one. Thank you again so much for sending it in. I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when they uncovered the truth. Of course then came the guilt of why me, what's wrong with me and on and on and on. I was finding I was spending a lot of time, energy and effort trying to second guess everything she said and who she said it to. It was emotionally draining, not to mention all the resentment. Forgive and forget? No freaking way. That wasn't even a consideration, but nevertheless, it was going to get worse. This last event became the preview of coming attractions. In March of 1988, we welcomed our third daughter, Kelsey, To be a dad of three beautiful and wonderful daughters was more than I could have ever imagined. For a period of time, there was peace in all the land. To hear bonus stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship and have early access to regular episodes ad-free, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, RawTruthStoriesOfFemaleInfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as $3 a month. Thank you for listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. There, you will find story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon, and an opportunity to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story, share feedback about the show, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to Rebecca.RawTruth at gmail.com or mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington 98682. Each story is taken into careful consideration, read without judgment, and always anonymous. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is written, produced, and edited by me, Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye.